Manitobaville, the podcast, is brought to you by Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. Hi, I'm Linny. You're listening to Antiquarian Objects, the legend of Manitoba on Manitobaville, the podcast. Nixon. That's what I used to call. That was a friend of mine that introduced me to that, like Nixon. <laughs> but it's a fifties place, Nixon. Yeah, it's a little fifties diner. And they had. They had food. <laughs> what kind of food? <laughs> you know, burgers, and, fries, and, poutine. They had poutine. poutine. Yeah, they had pretty good poutine. That was that was. The first poutine of the trip because we went there one time before we filmed yeah. there. Yeah, we went to check it out too. That was the first place we went to just on a site survey. Yeah, yeah. Just to get used to being in a museum. Yeah. We had to get your museum legs in. in <laughs> yeah, actually that was really good because the the episode went so smooth and um, and Larry Larry was really great. And it's funny, it's not Jim. It's not Jim, but we kept call- wanting to call him Jim. Yeah, they Jim. Oh, wait, Larry. Because it's Jim's vintage garages. But I guess I guess Jim's passed on now, and, and Larry's one of the people that that helped keep it up and yeah. does the tours. And, yeah. and, he, and he'd probably blush, but I think he he did it with Karen Love. He did. The fel- him and, the, and his uh, friends that transferred everything to the current museum. Yeah. Rebuilt, like, disassembled and rebuilt because it's the facades it's actual facades of garages that the gym put together yeah to look authentic yeah and he contributed to the museum as well his own stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was great uh we went to nixon we did the site survey and we mm-hmm. got to see our our object and um and he has lots of old cars there yeah yeah like the t the t-bird T-Bird? No. I think it's a Model T. Model T. Yeah, that's okay. And that <laughs> old bus. <laughs> the T-Bird. Could have been a T-Bird. Um, the old bus? Yeah, the old school bus? Yeah. I cannot imagine being a, a bus driver with kids in the back of that. Yeah, it probably was a school bus at one time and then turned into a just a transport bus. Yeah. Or maybe it always was a transport bus too. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I can't remember now, but... Larry, Larry gave us some insight into that at the time. It's kind of shaped like a carriage or like a wagon, yeah. right? Like it reminds me of... Um, it's in the intro. Yeah. So when people watch the show, they can see it. Yeah. So watch the show on Bell MTS. 5TV1. Definitely. Go watch <laughs> it because it's cool. It's such a cool vehicle. It's and then like, go see it in the museum. Yeah. Yeah, it's made out of wood. Yeah. Yeah, I got to sit in there. It was great. You got to sit in there. It's great. You just breezed straight through that. You were, you were driving that bus. <laughs> Drive that bus. And then we also went to, um, we went to that other restaurant with Larry. That's right. After we shot the episode, Headingly Grill. It was right by Nixon. Nixon, and they also had. They also had poutine. And Corona. <laughs> <laughs> what a joyous occasion. And, and Larry came with us because we, we said after a hard day of shooting, he might want to, he might need a pop yep. to rehydrate. And he did. Yeah. It turned out it worked, worked out for everyone. We got to visit some more. So that, yeah, Larry's what an interesting fellow. If, 
if you ever get the chance, I think, to go to the museum and you get to have Larry give you the tour, mm. it's the best. That's the best because he's a collector too. Yeah. He knows so much about everything, about all the stuff that he has there, about the old cars, about the old gas stations, even how they used to, how they used to get the gas in your car. They used to use a chamois to filter out the gas before putting it in your car because there might be dirt in there. Mm-hmm. Or they would use old buckets in, before they had the, um, the service station. Right, because all the places that sold gas had been selling kerosene. Yeah. And kerosene's pr- like highly stable. Yeah. Because they would use that in lamps and heaters and everybody used it, so everybody sold it. Even blacksmith shops would sell it. Yeah. And then when gasoline became a thing, they figured, well, that's where you sell it through those guys too. So they would carry it and just have it in pails. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and then they found out how flammable it was by people putting it in their own cars. And And because people would smoke back then too, right? Like quite a bit. And if you left your car on, like Larry was saying, if the, the spark from an engine, if in those days, I guess with those engines, somehow it would escape. And if the vapors were there, it would light up. Yeah. And so there must have been some extraordinary fireworks going on. Oh, my God. Time to time. And that's when they decided to put it in a tank. Yeah. In the ground or or somewhere safe. Yeah. And then just use a pump. That's when they upgraded. It was safer. And that's where all their pumps came from. Yeah. And they used to use um, like an incandescent light to light up the top of the gas pumps, like the logo. Mm-hmm. But would, would you think that would have been safe? Depends on the electrical. If yeah. it was sparking inside, maybe not. But Yeah. And he said some of them took, what, up to eight light bulbs? Yep. Or more? I can't remember what, it was an extraordinary amount of light bulbs because <laughs> yeah. the whole top part had to light up and the other parts. And they became like their own, it was like a little Las Vegas when you'd pull into a gas station probably. <laughs> You know, you're like, woohoo, gas station. Kids are probably, I think when I was a kid, you get a little excited because the signs lit up. And that was even just me in the Aww. 70s seeing, you know. Yeah. So I, we didn't get to see those old, the old tall pumps. That must have been majestic. Yeah. And Larry, he grew up working in his dad's gas or cart. Well, his dad was a mechanic and yeah. also served gas, I think. Yes, like a, what we would have called back then a garage. Oh, a garage. Because we would have went to the garage for gas and get your car tuned up or a little lunch. They didn't have the lunch counter, he said, but they, okay. they eventually sold, what do you say, it's just like chips and, and pop and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he had lots of stories. Yeah. About how they used to do things. It was really interesting. The old days. The good old days. Remember them? <laughs> <laughs> they they ended just before we came around. That's the definition. Of course. <laughs> yeah, the, the good old days. A time that stopped just when you got here. <laughs> That's my arrival. And the good days stopped. Stops. Urch. Do the urch. The urch? Urch. Urch? Yeah, like a car stopping. Urch. That was the good old days. <laughs> this is we were <laughs> this is we got a terrible here. urch. <laughs> the urch. That was a lurching urch. And Headingley was our shortest trip. It's only like twenty minutes outside of Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice little drive. We only had one other day. It was the paw because we woke up at the paw yeah. and went over to the museum. So other than that, was our shortest commute. Yeah. Starting a day, 
and Headingley would have been the second shortest. Portage would have been the third shortest. Morden would have been the fourth shortest. Minidosa would have been the fifth shortest. And the Paw would, well, the Paw would have been the sixth shortest, but we we went, I mean, our commute was the day before. Yeah. Seven hours. Yeah, seven hours plus um, plus stopping for, for lunch, right? Yeah. So it took us a bit longer. That's right. Yeah. We met Summer that day. Oh, yeah, Summer. We're still in spring, but we <laughs> Summer is a, a foreshadow of Summer. She was a really nice server. Yeah, that was fun. That was a Boston Pizza in Dauphin. In Dauphin. Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> no, that was the other. We missed the other side. We ended up in Dauphin. Oh, yeah, because was it, she was the one telling us, oh, no, it was Enya. It was Enya telling us there was a shorter way. But right. that way there was no, like, gas stations or, no, or restaurants. No summer. No summer. No summer that way. So we took the, we took the longer way. We took the long way home. We took <laughs> the long way home. Yep. Headingly. <laughs> Where can people see Antiquarian Objects, The Legend of Manitoba? Well, you can see it on Bell MTS TV. It's their on-demand channel, 5TV1. You just got to do a little digging in the menu and you'll come up with it. Or if you have the app, if you're a Bell subscriber, very simple to get to the show. Just use the search and bingo, you're there and you're everywhere. You're everywhere we were. <laughs> ah, okay, awesome. Headingly. Jim, Larry, Headingly. <laughs> Brandon? <laughs> Headingly. They had these uh, mannequins. Is that their slogan, head on out to Headingly? Oh, I hope so, but I don't think so. Oh. Headingly, land of opportunity. <laughs> no, I think that was Portage. Oh, that was Portage. Town of, city of opportunities. <laughs> yeah. And you lived in Portage for a while, right? A while, yeah. Yeah. Making TV. Nice. So that's how I got all these mad TV skills that we're employing on our show. Yep. And you like how I shoot this stuff. I do. I love um, coming out of a shot and then watching it. Because I'm like, wow, that looks so good. And and you had some really great ideas. Like we do the walking shots and the, the different angles. But we also did some running, a little bit of jogging. And we found some nice sunsets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did some fun stuff with the trees. <laughs> <laughs> the trees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tune in, folks. Yeah. You'll. It's exciting. It's neat. All the tricks. The whole bag of tricks was employed in the making of this show. Well, we had um, a nice battery light. It was. Oh uh, yeah. We could easily transport all of our equipment. Everything was mobile. Yeah. Modern technology. Which was great because we're getting in the trails and getting the bush and different museums. So it was easy to pick up and go. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a different way of shooting too when you don't have to worry about cords and electricity and all that. Yeah. Like it's real immediate. Yeah. How come it took so long still? <laughs> <laughs> That's just because we didn't want to be in the same location for the whole episode. Yeah, that's true. So we kept changing location, kept having to see what would look good. 
yes. and then of course running through a line a few times and uh by the time you do that and then get the shots set the way you want it and then deliver the line and have the motion all happen together um yeah you can burn up uh 15 minutes or so and yeah and absolutely. you're happy you're thrilled with what you got but yeah. but you don't realize until you're getting towards the end of shooting you look what time it is and you're yeah like, oh it's getting late yeah and then you want to capture all the things in the museum as well right mm -hmm. yeah especially jim's vintage vintage garages there was so much to capture there there's like walls and walls filled of different little collectibles and the options too because we would say we'd be talking about maybe an option of something and larry would say oh do you want one of those i got like 800 of them back in the <laughs> yeah. office over here yeah. do you want to see some of those and we'd have to decide if we wanted to take the time to select one of the 800 yeah or just not you know forego that and do some other do something else with the shot and he also had like basically his own museum at his house yeah because he kept saying oh i got one of those at home too and then he'd show us pictures oh the photo yeah with the rows of two rows of cars yeah and i'm thinking there's probably more but that was the one picture yeah just amazing eh yeah and he has all his own like gas station stuff there as well oh yeah because we mentioned part of the <clears throat> excuse me we'd put we'd mentioned part of the evolution of gas pumps or the buckets or whatever and, and he's like oh yeah that 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 would be a really old rare bucket i got a few at home yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh man just collecting forever and then we'd see on the road i remember going up to the paw we passed an old gas station and it had that old gas station sign yeah and i was i got all excited and i was like oh we should remember this place and tell larry yes it was a because, texaco sign yeah he might want to go there and see if they have anything and then on the way back we passed it again and i realized because he grew up in um uh 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 i don't remember um oh ugh, i'm stalling here folks <laughs> um not the paw it's up north here it's way just, to the paw yeah, it's over from Dauphin. What's that called? Grandview. 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 So he grew up in Grandview, which is north of the park and west of Dauphin. And the highway you take up is in between Dauphin and Grandview. And, um, and that's where that station was. And it wasn't very far up. And so on the way back, I, I realized how close it was to Grandview. And I thought, he's probably been through there. He probably knows about it. <laughs> yeah, so... I yeah. got I got all excited and I realized no Jim's been or Larry's been everywhere. <laughs> Larry and Jim, probably Jim before him, and Larry and Larry's he has other friends who collect. Jim is the one who established the museum. Right. He he collected I think throughout his life he collected all the, this old car stuff and then when he contributed his collection to the community it was valued at over a million dollars I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe it. And remember Larry said all the, the build. So if you see the SO building, mm -hmm. it was made of brick. So it has a brick facade. Yeah, yeah. And then if you see, I can't remember, the, the white rose, mm -hmm. it was siding. Yeah. And, now, and he said that was, so every white rose would have had a siding garage. Oh. Like it would have been siding clad. And every SO would have been a brick building. Uh -huh. And then the other, I can't remember what the other ones were, but he said, the reason you go in there, like it's specific to what the, all the brands were. 
they'll have their own aesthetic yeah yeah wow you know which is you think it i guess back then marketing was what your building looked like too yeah you know, and they had some um companies from manitoba too i think one of them was like buffalo oil mm -hmm. or buffalo something and their mm -hmm. their logo was the buffalo and and that originated from here yeah they went out of business because i think somebody realized that they weren't buffalo they're bison <laughs> and so they morphed into a uh, no-name brand or something. They're like, we give well, up. Well, that's what happened. Yeah, we give up. We'll just call it President's Choice Gas. President's Choice <laughs> Gasoline. <laughs> People stop going to Buffalo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't do that research. Hmm. I just made that up. Yeah. So Headingly. Headingly. More than just speeding tickets. <laughs> that could be their slogan. Yeah. We're more than just speeding tickets. I'd go there, yeah. <laughs> okay, wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, be sure to tune in next week and also be sure to watch our show antiquarian objects the legend of manitoba ba, ba, ba. <laughs> on bell mts 5 tv1 Manitobaville, the podcast, is a production of Rodeo Road Studios Limited. Copyright 2023.